today we're chatting to ourselves. How exciting. Our first episode. Oh, and this is going to be a conversation between ourselves to discuss our story, what inspired us to launch Black Motherhood and our hopes for the future. Each week we'll be hosting guest speakers to dive into a range of topics surrounding Black Motherhood. My name's Chanji. I'm an author, a creative and an auntie to many who's passionate about children's empowerment. I'm the founder of the Zambian Narratives Project, which was launched because of a gap of culturally relevant children's books where kids and young people in the diaspora and Zambia itself can actually see themselves represented. I've run workshops with children around loving different cultures, and I'm passionate about uplifting our next generation to be bold, to have pride and be unapologetic in their identities. My name is Chibesan Kondeswari. I'm a mother to two lovely girls. One is seven and one is coming up to one year in a month's time. I am the woman who underwent cesarean and was left unattended for hours by the medical staff after being moved to a ward. I have been confronted by countless barriers related to race, from the time I was pregnant to raising my children in a predominantly white society. I am the mother who must constantly remind my children that they're beautiful, regardless of the amount of bullying they're subjected at school. Black mothers face unique challenges in raising their children. I truly believe that black women's voices should be amplified. We would like to work with black women within our communities to understand our issues. As a change expert, I believe solutions should not be imposed, but ensure that we involve stakeholders. And this is the reason for black motherhood. I am a human, a black mother, a mother of black children who sees and witness so much social injustice. And with this, we are motivated to foster change. Our goal is to create a community of women around the world with an ethos that it takes a village to raise a child. It doesn't matter if you're a mother, an auntie, a friend, a father, an uncle, this podcast is for everyone who has a little one in their lives. So let's get to it, straight into the questions. Uh, Chenju, I remember the first conversations we had about Black motherhood, and you were equally excited as much as I was. So what excites you about this journey? So as our listeners may not know, I am not a mother. So you be wondering why I'm so excited by this Black motherhood journey. Basically, for me, I'm an auntie to many. Regardless of whether little ones in my life are blood relatives or just the children of friends, I have a whole host of children in my life and I hope to be able to inspire them. And I think that Black motherhood is something that gives us an opportunity to help each other raise a child to be unapologetically Black, to love themselves, love their culture, love where they've come from. I'm just excited to create this community around the world of women who are looking to do the best to raise the next generation of little ones. Like what you kind of mentioned about being it to meet other women and creating a community, because I mean, there is so much power with community. And that is what I'm actually excited about as well. It's just hearing stories. Sometimes 
you know, stories can help you navigate life in a way that is very much like powerful. And for me, I, I love hearing people's stories, whether they're inspirational or they're just normal. It's it's a sounding board that you're on the right track or you're you're not you're not insane. So thank you for sharing your excitement. No, definitely very excited for this journey. Um, and I'm gonna throw a question back at you. At what moment did you realize that you needed to differentiate your experience as a black mother? Um, and why do you think we need black motherhood? Yeah, I, I think this had to take me having my second child. When I had my first child, I was a very much a naive, happy mummy. You know, when you go into your first pregnancy, you're about giving your child an environment where they can thrive and, and be happy within themselves. So you don't really... You don't, I mean, I, I went in thinking, you know, there's no color here. I just need to raise a really good child. And you do that for the first four years when they're at home, you protect them, you guide them through life. And, but when you are in a white dominant society, and, and, and a lot of people will, will echo this, life out there is different. People will see your child differently. As an adult, you can be ignorant or you can have a way and copy mechanisms of how you can tackle that as an adult. But when it's a child, it looks differently. So for me, black motherhood came about when my child actually started school because there were conversations that she was having with her peers that she was not having at nursery. And I immediately noticed that, you know, I need to be having frank talks with her. I need to be making sure that she's aware that she is different, but in her differences and her uniqueness, there is also power and, and, and she should love that as an individual. And that is when I realized, okay, my experience as a mother is going to look slightly different. So I need to make sure that I equip my children with tools as individuals so that they are aware of that as well. So have, coming back now, I have a, another child and I'm thinking, you know, you were my experiment, first child, second child, we're going to tackle this together and we, we, we'll do a bit things a bit differently. And I'm passionate about this because it's a journey that I'm not taking by myself. It's a journey that I'm taking my family with me and including you, my, 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 my auntie to my children, who's absolutely involved in their life completely. So it, it's exciting journey for me because it embraces everything that I stand for. No, that's amazing. And I think definitely um, it's exciting to see you go through this journey as a mother and also as an auntie to be so involved and be part of this, I was FaceTiming your daughter for about an hour yesterday. I uh, don't think you even knew that. <laughs> no, no. I came in and I said, oh, what were you talking about? She said, secrets. That's the annoying thing with aunties, right? I don't know if anyone who's listening. Aunties always hear the secrets. And you're like, I'm here with you all the time. Can you just tell me something? No, I was talking to my auntie about secrets. Oh, anyway. Exactly. I know the boss. I know the goss I'm not sharing any of the goss unfortunately and that's the thing she needs these other adults in her life that she can trust and that she can confide in and you know if there are any proper secrets that you needed to know about then obviously I would tell you I mean it's very important for kids to have other adults in their lives who you trust as parents because with that you're giving them your children's space to navigate other questions that they do not necessarily feel comfortable to have with you but they will find comfort with somebody who they feel is cool, somebody who they feel like, oh, I would rather talk to them. And, and for my kids, it's you. Um, they, they really, I mean, my, my seven-year-old really loves talking to you. She 
has so many other secrets that she has with you but I know that if there was any issues you'd raise them back to me and I think parents we should create that environment of allowing our children to have other adults in their lives and that is why we have this collaboration on black motherhood is not just mothers it's also the other people that are involved in the raising up of those these children so yeah now going back to you I'm going to throw back a question right back at you Chanju we'd like to learn through reflection right so when you reflect on your childhood, what other things do you hope will stay the same, change, evolve, or improve for the next generation? Ooh, that is a tough one. I think, so I'm going to start with the evolve and change. Um, I think for me growing up in a white majority area, I didn't see a lot of resources, a lot of books, a lot of TV shows, and bearing in mind this was, what, 15 years ago? I'm still young though. (laughs) I didn't see a lot of um, myself represented in not only the media or the like cartoons or the TV shows that we were watching, but in school itself, like I've never had a black teacher, I've never had a even going through university, I've never had a black lecturer. So I've never had that representation around me. I've always been the minority in the spaces that I've occupied. Um, And I think for the next generation, what I think we are already seeing, and I hope we continue to see, is more representation in books and movies and TV shows, not just as tokenistic gestures of representation, but actually true representation of different cultures. And having it embedded in a way that it's not just aimed at empowering say black children but actually aimed at everyone so that everyone sees the true beauty in our cultures and sees the true beauty in blackness and different um indifference and it's not just about blackness I think in different cultures um yeah but um and I think what I hope stays the same I think I grew up with a great community around me in the inverted commas who aren't relatives but are truly like relatives I have so many uncles in that way I have so many cousins like in that way and I just hope that that stays the same for our next generations to come because I think we are starting to live in slightly isolated or more individualistic ways nowadays so I just hope that the next generation do have this kind of troop of aunties and uncles and cousins that aren't their blood relatives but actually bring that excitement into their lives and in terms of improvements oh gosh improvements what do I hope will improve for the next generation I think that's a tough one I think probably confidence in themselves I think that we're a generation or I guess I'm going to differentiate my generation from your generation because okay we are millennials (laughs) um I'm I'm a zillennial I'm the cusp between a millennial and a gen z but anyway um I know I'm older than you by a lot yeah um but I think our in this country in this context our generation like had to go through a lot in terms of like the natural hair movement and the whole movement around black love and loving yourself and self-love and self-care and I hope that continues to improve and that actually children that are growing up now don't have to go through that reckoning and actually are brought up in a way that they all 
in a society that already appreciates them in their natural beauty that they don't feel like they need to um, cater to I don't know specific um, aesthetic norms or beauty norms because of where they are and that's not just the case in the UK I think that's the case everywhere like I hope that for example in Zambia where um, I'm from, I hope that young girls there are appreciating their afros and their braids and not wanting to get the European weaves unless it's because of mis- like because they just want it rather than because they want to look more European. You mm. know, I appreciate that, yes, I want to be able to get a long weave down to my bum and straight hair if I want to, but I still also love my afro or my braids, you know, and I hope that that's what... Um, kind of improves for this generation that's coming up that they're able to embrace their beauty their culture their hair the what their skin um in in a way yes yeah. so basically let's embrace our froze let's embrace our manly let it pop exactly let's, let's just let's just glow in our let's black. glow let's exist you know amazing i like that um i'm gonna ask so learning from your experience as a mother you've shared you've got two children you've been a mother for over seven years now what one piece of advice do you wish that someone had given you at the beginning of your motherhood journey and would you give that advice to other new mums I'm always very wary about giving advice I think it's what I do like about storytelling is you tell a story to somebody and they can choose things that resonates with them so I'm not going to give advice, but I'm going to tell my truth and I'll allow the audience to pick things that they think, you know, yes, this, this is good. And some of the things might not be things that would be good for them. So for me, as I said, I have two children, one is seven and and one is going to a year in a couple of months, actually in a month's time, she'll be a year. And what I've realized is important during the motherhood journey is, is reflection I didn't quite do this with my first child as well as I did it with the second time. And it's important to know who you are and who you're growing into as a mother, because when you reflect and when you journal things that are happening, you can understand things that are happening to you and things that are just happening because they are, it's just the way life is. So it would make you appreciate the little things a little bit more, but also to question things that are not necessarily right. So I always speak about the time when I was in the hospital when I was having my little one and I did not feel attended to. And I question, is it because of the color of my skin? What, what, is, what is everyone else going through in terms of th- how the nurses are attending to them? So in that environment, I then try to say, okay, let me try a different technique to, in terms of getting attention. And it still did not work. But I questioned it more. And then I, I, I questioned it to the right authorities. So for every mother who's listening, whether it's you're in hospital or whether you're having a checkup at the midwife, learn to question things around you. Because only when you question and you ask the right questions, you can understand if things are happening in the right way and how you can navigate that situation. Because if I did not question that, we wouldn't have got to the point where I said, okay, I was actually not attended to because somebody thought I was less value at that point compared to other mothers who were white in, 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 in that world. So for me, what is important in terms of going through life as a mother is, is questioning and journaling and reflecting and growing through that reflection. That's what I would say. And also have 
very much openness with your children children observe and they start observing from a very early age and i'm talking even before they can speak they will observe how you eat how you wash your hands how you walk how you talk to your husband how you talk to your friends how everything about you they will observe so when you ask yourself okay why is my child my children doing this it's probably because they've picked up some sort of or they've actually absorbed what you're doing as in the household so live the example that you want your kids to be but also have an openness to have those conversations with your kids i mean my my child likes to call me up for a lot of things like mommy but you said i shouldn't do this but you're doing it and and i'll say oh sorry i apologize please correct me next time it gives my child an opportunity to then say okay mommy's not perfect she also makes mistakes and i'm allowed to call her on it so very much live a transparent life with your kids making sure that you're nurturing their character, but also allowing them to nature yours because they are so good at giving you feedback when things don't go right. So those are my two uh, advice for everybody who wants to take it on. And I'm continually learning and I'm looking forward to this platform to learn new ways of doing stuff and just new ways of appreciating life as a mother together with the different women that we we will be having chats with in the future no I love that and I love especially about journaling like I'm not a mother but I journal and reflect on things and I just noticed that since I've started journaling for the past year or two I'm just more intentional in what I do and I'm more understanding of why things happen um, or yeah like you said what's happening because of me and what's happening to me and when there's external factors at play. So I think that's a really important and good point that you raised there. And then also, like you said, using your voice and encouraging your kids to use your voice. I love that you encourage your kids to correct you and to they're gonna be encouraged in other situations to be like, no, I can speak up for myself. I can speak up because I know that's not right. So no, that's great. Just to end our session, I thought we can play a little game. So I'm going to shout a celebrity name and you're going to need to list their um, children and you will give me a celebrity name and I'll have to list their children as well. So we'll see what our black mother um, motherhood knowledge is. Uh, so first up, I will disown you if you can't name these children because you know that I am her biggest fan. Beyonce. Oh, this is, oh no. Everybody's got to be like, if you don't know Beyonce's children, you shouldn't even exist. Oh my goodness. My daughter who's seven year old is in love with Beyonce. Like she's obsessed and she knows their names. I know Blue Ivy. Mm-hmm. And I know she has twins. I mean, that's a bonus, right? <laughs> no, I'm giving you minus points. One is a boy and one is a girl. Okay. So um, is it Alpha? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So we've got little Rumi, Rumi Carter and Sir. So Sir Carter. Oh, yeah. I do remember Sir Carter. I, I do, oh, I should have. I should have remembered that. Wow. Okay, so right back at you. I will say, could you name Tamara, Tamara Murray? She was my childhood favorite. I used to watch her quite a lot. Tells my age. Oh my gosh, that's hot. I did uh, Tia and Tamara, honestly, sister, sister. That was like my favorite. It's back on Netflix now as well, actually. So 
if you want a bit of nostalgia. I will admit, I mean, I think there's Ariel area. I don't know what her other baby's called. Um, I've completely, yeah, not sure. Oh, no. It's A and A. So you got area, that's right. And Aiden. Ah, okay. I know, I oh, know. As a teenager, I loved, I loved Sister Sister. I think I need to rewatch it. I don't know whether it's child friendly. It'd be nice to rewatch I think it. I, well, I actually can't remember now. <laughs> I feel like I watched it as a child. So, <laughs> right. So, who have you got? So next? my my turn. So we've got Pearl Tusi. Oh, you gotta love Pearl. She's a legend. I mean, honestly, South Africa, you've got a Pearl there. Her name says it all, right? She's Literally, amazing. she's a Pearl. Oh, she's a lovely, she's, she's a wonderful actress. So I think her children are Tando, Tando, Tando Yetu, but it's Tando for short. And the second one is Ukule. I can't, yeah, I think, I think it's Tando and Ukule. I'll, I'll, I'll end there. I will, I will admit that was an expert guess. You got those ones right. So Ukule's full name is Okule Konke. So I would have given you an extra point if you had guessed that. But okay. But okay, let's see. What have I got for you? So the next one is Tandiwa Newton. I mean, if you don't know this, I will disown you. I actually don't know any of her children. I'm gonna admit I just cheated and <laughs> Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> because I did not want to be shamed on this podcast. <laughs> Although I've just admitted my cheating, so that's it. But her children are Nico, Ripley, and Booker. Lovely. She cheated. I we cheated. Do not encourage cheating in this on this platform, so she will get punished. I know. You're doing the laundry next time you come over. Oh gosh. Oh, and there's a baby there, so that's a true punishment. That. That's beauties. <laughs> exactly. Oh well. Thank you, Chibs, for this lovely conversation. And thank you, everyone, for joining us on our very first Black Motherhood podcast. We'll be uh, releasing episodes each week with different guests and chatting through different issues. So see you next time. See you next time. If anything that we've discussed during this session resonates with you, feel free to get in touch with your comments, questions, or just to say hello. Hello at blackmotherhood.co.uk. Bye. Bye. Cha-cha and chi-chi. has been Black Motherhood with Chanju and Chibesa. The music has been composed by Wangani and Lisana Mwanza and the vocals are Wangani, Lisana and little baby Eloise. Thanks for listening.